This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 17. I'm P.F. Wilson, the content director for Cincy Shirts and OldSchoolShirts.com, our sister site. Uh, kind of a special episode today. We're going to talk a little Bunbury. Uh, we are been at Bunbury every year selling shirts, uh, even before my time with the company. And uh, we have one of our owners, Darren, with us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, oh, just Bunbury in general, talk about some of the bands. And we have two interviews for you. One, uh, Lift the Medium, who are from here. They won uh, a battle the bands kind of contest uh, to perform and the prize was performing at Bunbury and another band called Arizona who you probably guessed aren't from Arizona they're from New Jersey but uh so Darren sounds like you're a bit under the weather yeah you know you got all this pollen and junk in my uh yeah sinuses and lungs and uh yeah so pardon my raspiness there you go so uh let's see where should we start here I guess so uh has have we done Bunbury every year the first year Bunbury was here my family and I couldn't see it, even though uh, an artist that we like, it's uh, that we're kind of friends with, Lights, was one of the performers. I remember Weezer was a headliner, but we were in Florida, yeah. so we couldn't make it. The next year, uh, I know, I think, Cincy Shirts was there because we already had home shirts going, and you texted me and said, come and work the event. Someone called off or <laughs> stuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, we were there since the beginning. Okay. Um, and I, I remember that first year, I worked the booth uh, from open to close by myself every day for, for three days straight. So I didn't, oh my gosh. I didn't see many bands or know uh, really much of what was going on, but it, it was cool because uh, that was before Primo West took over. Yeah. Um, and they, the, the crew who put the uh, Bunbury together, you know, they had their own merch, but they also said, hey, if the local t-shirt guys want to come up with their own designs, um, then you can, you know, create your own Bunbury shirt. So we... We did that for I guess three years before uh, you know Prima West took over, um, and then they took those <clears throat> those rights away from us, which is fine because we could you know sell our own stuff anyway. But but yeah, it's it has been great to see uh, you know the festival uh, change and evolve over the years and grow up to you know selling out three straight days for the first time. Um, yeah, it, it was huge getting some great acts in there and. You know, it's a, it's a good mix, too. I mean, sometimes I'm kind of like, who are you trying to target? But Yeah, yeah, people always ask I think that. Uh, I think they're trying to target everybody. You exactly, know, maybe, yeah. Maybe all three days isn't for you, but, hey, you're, you're probably going to flip out uh, for one day anyway. Yeah, it's also, I think, a matter of who's available to, to be, you know. They have to kind of consider that as well. Because some bands aren't touring in the summer, or some already have a tour that's booked into theaters, and some—I know some of the acts. Like I think Jack White played a proper theater in uh, Pittsburgh, and then he came and saw us on Sunday night. But then other bands just do festivals in the summer. Other bands are recording, or they're out of the country. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's a challenge, yeah. and making everyone happy is probably yes. impossible. <laughs> well, I figured that out with our—we uh, just got sound systems in our uh, in our retail stores, and we're allowed to pick ten channels, and so I picked. 10 channels of, you know, different genres, and man, you'd think there's a mutiny with the retail staff about how, <laughs> how horrible the music is. I'm like, you know what, just deal with it. It's a, it's a, 
yeah, we're not going to be able to please everybody. So you were only on site Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the first, the first year I wasn't there for every day. Yeah. Um, I usually go with my niece, and she was in Disney World uh, with a choir. So oh, there you go. I uh, I just picked the the day that I was most interested in, which was uh, Post Malone, followed up by uh, Jack White. Okay, so did you go see Post Malone? Yeah. You did? Okay, so we did too. Yeah. And uh, some lady tried to tell me that uh, Post Malone should have been headlining Sunday and not Jack White. And I like Jack White just fine. It never yeah. took, like I was telling you when we were there. Uh, but I like him a lot. And I told her, like, lady, you're crazy. Jack White should be the headliner. And yeah, a lot of people... You can't have Jack White on a bill and not yeah. have him at the top. Now, I don't care who else is on the bill. For those who are out of town or haven't been to town in a while, uh, first of all, you would scarcely find a better place to have an outdoor festival than the riverfront of Cincinnati. I mean, I know they do forecasts in Louisville. Oh, but yeah. And, and Louisville's a lovely city. And it's probably the second best place to have a festival. But I think just the little... Just where our park is and where their park is in relation to downtown is just a little nicer uh, for what we get. But um, uh, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Complimenting the city on the uh, – oh, but, um, you know, it, like Darren was saying, it's hard to please everybody. And uh, and the thing is is that on the Sawyer Point side is where they have what's called the second main stage. The main main stage is on the Yetman Cove side for those familiar with um, the side of the park that's more toward the arena and the ballpark. Anyway – Post Malone had it filled all the way back as far as you could see, but then so did Foster the People the day before, and I couldn't convince this lady of that, you know? Oh, yeah. And he has well, not there's a... 20,000 people there. Yeah, so, know. and I guess also it's a matter of <coughs> he was the only act on at that point. Sometimes there's another act overlapping. Yeah. So people want to, but, you know, we ended up not seeing Jack White because we didn't want to fight the crowd. That's the only problem is going under that tunnel when there's, you know— one band stops and there's no other bands playing anywhere and everybody wants to go to the next place altogether. It's hard to get under those, those tunnels. Yeah. And we would want to fight people going there and, and then coming back. So I will ask you, uh, and Post Malone is fine, by the way. What do you think? Yeah. I the mean, young people really like Post Malone. I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I hear a couple songs on the radio. I wasn't really, uh, I, I did listen to uh, some of his stuff on Spotify up until that day. I, I like the songs he sings, but they all sound the same. Well, he didn't do and, anything different. And I really couldn't he tell. Just, I'm like, hey, I like this song. I yeah. like this song, but it sounds just like the one before. Right. And he, and, he's got he's got his own thing going. He's young. and Sure. Man, at this rate, I don't know if he's going to make it to the C30. Uh, but, hey. <laughs> nice bloke, but he didn't really do anything different song to song. They just, you know, yeah. bopped around the stage and, you Changed know. Changed his t-shirt a couple times. Yeah. I didn't even see that, see that part because we were kind of like had to rely on the screens for most of it. So... Jack White, I'm sure he filled up the uh, the Yetman Cove side pretty good, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I've been uh, kind of a Jack White, White Stripes nerd uh, since the, uh, man, I think I, I saw them the first time in uh, what, 99 or 2000, where they opened up for Slater Kinney at the uh, Southgate house. Wow. Um, so that's what, I didn't know who the heck they were. You know, I didn't even really know who Slater Kenny was. I just went to the show with some friends. Um, and then, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, check out this opening act. And this, uh, you know, this dude comes out wearing red pants and a red shirt and, you know, a girl on the drums who can barely even play drums. It seemed like, <laughs> and you know, all these hipsters are just like standing there. No one's really into it. But he comes out like he was playing in front of 10,000 people, just like high energy, jumping around, screaming his head off. And it was like right away, like won the crowd over. And it was uh, it was awesome. And, you know, and I've been, been a big fan ever since then. I went home on 
downloaded all the stuff I could off Napster and, <laughs> you know, went to see them as, as much as I could around here. Then, you know, things get get married, get some kids. You're not traveling around and seeing concerts uh, as much as you used to. So uh, so I probably haven't seen them live since. I, I was trying to think of this. Uh, when the White Stripes were at Music Hall, uh, I believe probably around 2009 or 10, maybe before then. That's probably the last time I saw him. So I, I hadn't seen any of his solo stuff. Um, and I was... It, it's kind of like... Like with, because uh, he, he played a lot of his older older tunes, a lot of White Stripes stuff, which okay. I lo- love those songs. Um, but, you know, I grew up listening to the uh, the simplicity of him and his guitar and then, you know, Meg on the drums. It's so simple. It's like you don't need all that extra stuff. So it was kind of weird hearing those old White Stripe tunes with the piano and the heavy drums and all the backup guitars and whatnot. I was, a part of me was like, man, I just miss the old days. I mean, I know his band's amazing, but uh, almost like with uh, with graphic design, if you can simplify it to the, you know, the um, the, the simplest elements, you know, I always I always think that's more more successful. So when you hear uh, all the other stuff getting in the way of, you know, the purity of the the, the songs. Um, that that's the main difference. I was like, oh man, I, I miss the miss the Jack White of old. But um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh yeah, it was pretty cool that he he came right out and instead of you know going to us into a song, he just grabbed his guitar and just started walked straight to the drum kit and just started shredding, just like you know like yeah. like a band would traditionally do at the right. end of a show. Oh okay, yeah. He just grabbed it and was whatever, just just noise and distortion and. And then he would go into his first song, and I was like, "All right, that was pretty cool." Um, but anyway, I mean, overall, yeah, it was it was amazing to have him here in Cincinnati. I saw he got a, a key to the city. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they gave him a key to the city. Him and Cranley at uh, King Records. Oh wow! Which someone's like, "Yeah, well, Cranley's the one that was wanting to tear down King Records," oh, yeah. <laughs> and so now Jack White's right next to him getting the the key to the city. But for whatever that's worth, but um. Anyway, yeah, I could I could blab on all day, but I was really thrilled that they were able to get him in Cincinnati. Cool. Well, like I said, we uh, spoke to a couple bands, and then uh, we'll, so we'll listen to those interviews. Well, first we'll talk to Lift the Medium, and then we'll talk to Arizona, and then uh, I will uh, see you guys on the other side with some. But hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna let you pick the uh, coupon code for this episode because oh, yeah. we don't have an actual guest this week. Well, we do, but we've already talked to them, and I didn't let them pick a coupon yeah. code, which I should have done in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, that's a Bunbury episode. Let's just have me Bunbury. There it is. All right. So, yeah, use Bunbury at uh, cincyshirts.com or oldschoolshirts.com and pick yourself. So you can get that ni- a nice King uh, Records T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Which, sure. uh, which Walshley Arms may or may not be wearing somewhere near you because we gave them one, uh, and we don't know if they're going to wear them or not. All right. Well, uh, so let's do it. Uh, let's uh, first talk to Lift the Medium. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from the I and the I and the Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at cincyshirts.com in Cincinnati. All right, well, as uh, 
Well, actually, arms wraps up here. I hope we can get talking to me uh, to lift the medium. So, guys, uh, you guys are from all from the area? Yes, uh, Cincinnati area. Cincinnati area. So, where's everybody from exactly? So we get an idea. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, Southeast Indiana, New Elsis. If anybody knows it, that's a mess. That's a mess. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brown County, Ohio. Brown County, woo, party. <laughs> all right. So, uh, how long guys been together? Because this will be for the Cincy Shirts podcast. So get, let's get people get to know you. About four years as a band. Uh, this is all. I've been here about a year and a half. Okay. I, I'm new, but the rest of them before. Yeah. He doesn't uh, seem like he's new though, because he fit right in. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, you guys were working together first, and then brought in LJ. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Very good. So uh, I see Soundgarden T-shirt. Um, who were some of the other influences for the band? Allison Chains, Tool, Pink Floyd, uh, Perfect Circle, Queen, Queen, yeah. Elton John. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Beatles. Green. I was yeah. Journey a little bit. Journey. Yeah. yeah. A, a myriad of uh, classic rock. Yeah. Everything in between hip hop and, and even metal. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very rock and sound overall. Yes, oh, indeed definitely. it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're very big on the the overall rock sound, but we're very we like to pay homage to vocal harmonies. You know, because we love to embrace that. So. So when you're writing the songs, how does that all come together? Does everybody write, or does everybody bring something in, or does somebody start working on something? Everyone says, oh, we should do this with the drums or the bass. How does that all come together? Kind of a little bit of all that, really. Yeah, a little bit of all that. Usually Joe or Joey will come up with a, a blueprint for a song, essentially, and then we kind of write it from there, and it just kind of evolves, and we just build it in the practice room, you know what I mean, over time. So all right. that's kind of our process. So how many songs do you guys have so far, you think? Probably 25 right about now. Yeah. We got about another 10 or 15 in the shoot for uh, yeah. blueprints, you know, yeah. kind of ideas. I'm going to bring in too. So. Okay, so is there all like constantly ideas flying around a lot in rehearsal or is it trying to, you know, get it's down the per- It's kind of perpetual, you know what I mean? As we're playing and rehearsing and trying to stay well tuned, we're also looking forward and like, you know, what's next and always chunking away at uh, new ideas and, and songs. So We just released our uh, second album in uh, fall of last year, so we're, we're, we're still on the uh, tour part of the new album. So we're, we're not quite in a writing phase. We're, we're dabbling, but we're still getting back to that. Where most of you guys tour? Midwest, all over the country? What, uh, what I mean, do you we play a lot in the Midwest right now. Last April, we did a tour. Uh, it was like 9,000 plus miles. About 29 different cities yeah. from Florida to Florida, Houston Texas, yeah. to Oklahoma, all the way back up to uh, New York. So, uh, so, a lot of people say, and it doesn't seem to be that way from looking around the festival, that you know, rock is dead. Is it? But is rock dead? Doesn't seem to be doing okay. No, I think Seven Dust and Shine Down yeah, and Breaking man. Benjamin. There's plenty of bands yeah. out there. Godsmack just coming back out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not dead. It's just uh, things are evolving the turn of the decade every decade something comes to the surface some sort of genre of music so everything kind of swings back like this lot's pretty bluesy but they're still rocking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Great, you know yeah. that electric guitar and, yeah. and good beat are never gonna go never yeah. gonna die it'll never go out of style yeah. you know good rock kind of encompasses everything so i mean you can kind of throw a little bit of anything into it that's a great thing about it well, you guys are closer to my age, so, I mean, I know it sounds old when we say it, but, you know, everything in the chart now seems to sound the same. We're back in the day, at least. You have some variety. There we got some reggae. You had, you'd have Bruce, but you'd also have some reggae, and you'd have all kinds of other stuff. Um, but you're, as you're traveling around the country, you're finding there's more musical, this is more diverse than what the radio maybe is representing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know, like, some stuff's sounding the same, but, I mean, the, the whole sound's evolving. Like, I don't, I, there's a lot of stuff that people just don't hear on the radio because the radio's not the predominant delivery system as, as it used to be. So, but there's, I mean, you go on Apple Music, there's over 35 million songs. There's plenty out there. It's still still a lot of diverse music being created. And do, do you guys, um, 
when you get when you guys are out and about and, and touring the country, when you see other bands, you kind of think like, do you get influenced by that too, and find it kind of exposed to new things that way? Oh sure, I mean you're always being stimulated and challenged by other outfits, you know, different bands of different breeds, whether it be blues, rock, or metal. You know what I mean? You kind of pick and choose, but you know, we all still come from that core sound of what we grew up with, what our parents listened to, what we were inspired by, and kind of collectively what we produce together. So yeah, I think it's a myriad of, of different influences, really. Yeah. So when you guys are recording, do you like go into a proper studio? Are you able to do a lot of it at home, like you can do now with the technology, or how does that work? We like to do a lot of pre-production at home. Uh, a couple different studios we have access to, but when it comes to throw it down uh, for real. We like to go up north to a Sonic Lounge up in Columbus, Ohio. Joe Beers. Up city. Shout out to Joe Beers. Yep. All right, there, there you go. That's where, I was just going to say that's where we recorded our uh, last two albums, Sonic Lounge. So. All right. So do you guys do a lot of the festivals over the summer? or do you, um, you're... We started to. Uh, we've done AJ Jolly. We've done this one. We've done a couple benefit festivals. We're doing a festival um, for uh, 50 West Brewery, uh, Punch-Out. The biker thing. It's kind the of biker so, thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're a big fan of the festival scene. Again, it's a myriad of people and a very collected crowd. Outside is always yeah. fun. Oh, sure, yeah. Outside yeah. shows are always a good time. Night Ranger coming up. Yeah, we got Night Ranger, uh, the Big Town Palooza Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, that's going to be on July 13th, uh, I think. 13th or 14th, I can't remember. Hold on. Go ahead. Keep going. As long as you uh, hit up liftthemedium.com, you'll have all the good information. Okay. That, yeah, because yeah, it seems like some bands don't like necessarily playing outside during the day. I remember I saw Oingo Boingo back in the day, and you can, you know, Danny Elfman. That guy loves the dark. Yeah. It was the middle of the afternoon at Carnegie Mellon University, and he was like, no, oh, this is not right. right. But uh, you guys like doing the outside big stage thing? I think wherever there's people who are happy, you lose a lot of that intimacy, a lot of that light show, a lot of that, you know, kind of intimate moment together where everything's kind of entombed together, you know, with the crowd and the band. But when you're outside, you know, and it's the wind's blowing, you're on the river, and you got a bunch of people, and you have a good, you know, receive on the, uh, from the people, then it goes well, you know. And you also, I guess, get uh, you can get more people exposed to banks. Maybe some people came to see, you know, this lot or uh, or Rex, and then they, you know, to hear you guys. Oh yeah, we we went up the stairs as we got done loading and probably hit up another 10, 15 people. Like, hey man, you guys are great. Like, here's our business card. Check out our uh, check out our website. You know what I mean? Hit us up. So it's great to see that kind of response again from a younger dem- demographic crowd. You know, so. And so how did you actually get this gig? Do you submit to be? I know, like usually with festivals, you have to submit a demo, but. Uh, 96 Rock competition. Um, oh, okay. It was an online, and then it went to a live competition out at Miami Gaming Valley Casino. Oh, okay. uh, we performed live there against a, uh, five other bands, I think it was. Yeah, four like other bands. About thousand people. There. It was nice. Um, wow. yeah. But it was it was a good time. You know, we got a chance to actually. All right, let's see you guys live in the fish. You know, because this is going to be for Bunbury. So, yeah. and we won that. And we were we're happy and honored to be here, man. It was yeah. been we an awesome it. experience. <laughs> so when you're watching other bands, or you get a little nervous and go, oh, I don't know, or are you guys pretty confident? I think at this point we're pretty confident about our own sound. You know what I mean? It's, it's our own niche, and we stick yeah, to it. I'm never really worried about, worried about what other bands are doing. I'm, I, I respect them and admire them and stuff like if that. If anything, they challenge us. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, we got to yeah, bring it. Let's anything, bring our A game. Yeah, it's you know? like game on. Yeah, inspiring. It's inspiring yeah. a lot. You know. I just love seeing musicians doing their thing. Yep. Yeah, Smiles on faces, people happy, enjoying themselves, and loving what they do. Yeah, so the record industry has changed a lot. I was talking to Rex about that, how, uh, you know, it's less about selling records and more about getting people to come out live because everyone's stealing your music. So, I mean, how are you guys approaching that? Is it more fo- focused on the live sound, and, or is it, you know, what's, what's kind of the concentration of the effort? We jokingly had this little motto of, we're going to become this traveling T-shirt band that happens to play music. <laughs> and we've turned over a pretty large profitable margin three times on our merchandise oh, okay. um, while building fans in the process. So the music's still genuine and it's still being 
put out there in that platform. But um, it's still it's still tough. You know, Slipknot's hitting number one just a few years ago, and they made like 1% off record sales, you know what I mean? Because there's so much owed back to the company. So they're like, well, how are you guys making your money? Well, tour. You got to tour. And, and the times have changed. You know, you don't you just can't sit back and collect residuals off, digi- or off album sales, I should say, you know? I think that's starting to evolve, too, because streaming is now the main thing so they've they, they just congress has passed a whole bunch of rules to revamp the payouts for that i, th- I think streaming is going to be a much more profitable thing i don't think people are stealing music like they used to i think everything's gone streaming because honestly it's way too convenient to have the whole world at your fingertips musically you know streaming services cost 10 bucks a month you get any song you want anytime you want that's a good point yeah i uh, even though i own a lot of my music because i'm old i will still listen to it on spotify to help my bands make money sure i mean the best way you can support a band these days is to buy the album and listen to it online yeah. you know what i mean you have that album you have the artwork you have the lyrics or what have you that physical package that we all loved when we went to the record store and bought it it's right. tangible it's real you know what i mean smell it but but to go online and, and spotify pandora or what have you any kind of musical distribution and to press play you're also supporting that artist as well and that's that's where times have changed a lot so that's the best way you can really support a band is buying the physical copy and listen to them online, streaming. So you guys grew up with CDs or albums or what's the... I, w- I, hear, I still got a couple eight tracks in my possession. Yeah, 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 that's right. My first I, thing I, was I records, but I stole my mom and dad's record players. So. tapes, yeah. Now, what, what, what was in your mom and dad's record collection? Oh, Lord. Uh, Tower of Power, uh, Electric Tower Light Power. Electric Light Orchestra, uh, Chicago Blue Beatles, Beach Boys, all that. Beach Boys, yeah. Our, uh, our uh, product manager, Billy, is a proper ELO fan. And he's a younger guy, too, so... Um, do you see a lot of like the, the like the, you have a cross section I guess of demographic of of kids? You have the we have a wide range for sure. Yeah, I mean we we go from 70s to 17. It's crazy. That's cool. And uh, so what, what do you kind of owe that to? Just because you have that all those, that broad influence of, of music? I think it I think it is that uh, it's a myriad of our influences, and even who we are on stage and who we are as people. The backdrop to us is you know. We just want to make people feel good, you know, and we put it inside the music, and it and it kind of resonates with the younger demographic all the way up to the older demographic. So, just kind of that feel-good music, kind of bring it back to that raw sound, you know. We there's plenty of bands out there who we admire and respect, who have you know sequencing and, and tracking and, and, and backing and all that kind of stuff. But we've always paid homage to. We're going to produce on the record. Let's produce it live. You know what I mean? Everything you're hearing, that's why we're big. You know, we'll take an hour out of practice just to work on vocal harmonies, you know what I mean? And really own in on what we're doing so we can produce what's on the album, what you're enjoying live in that live setting. So, Is there a dream gig you guys want to, like to do, be at a festival, be it working with a certain producer, be it working on a, like doing a movie soundtrack? Nice one? Yeah, Rock on the Rain cool. sounds nice. I was always inspired when Dave, uh, Dave Grohl said, you know, we've played Wembley. We've played 80 for these yeah, people. Like, where do we go from here? Yeah. So I'm like, where do you go? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I think it's a continuum for us. You know what I mean? We yeah. just want to play in front of people and, and do it for a living. And uh, we've been very successful at it in the last few years, and it's kind of exponentially grown. Um, so we're just going to see where the course takes us. You know what I mean? Just keep pushing the envelope. So as a, it, yeah. oh, sorry, I'd love to play Burning Man, but that's just kind of uh, weird. Is Burning Man still on? I didn't even know. Is it it should know. be. I yeah. thought it was. I, th- I thought so. My buddy goes out there, but he actually sells handbag. He's in the handbag business, okay. but he goes out there every year. He's out in Los Angeles. Yeah. Coachella. Coachella. There you go. Yeah. 
So like, that's another thing. Live music seems to be really healthy, a lot healthier than it was, because back you know, in England, they've always had the big festivals, Glastonbury and Reading. Yeah. But here, we had them for a while, and then we didn't, and now they're like everywhere. So that's got to be good news for you guys. It seems like there's almost this competition, this fight, and it's, it's a good competition. You know, you got Rock in the Range. Okay, well, we got Louder Than Life. And then, you know, you got the Bonner, and then you got the Coachella, and you got all these pockets of the grid that and are... That are and, you know, <laughs> and then Bunbury, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That are becoming a catalyst just for people to appreciate music just to begin with again. You know what I mean? So it's it's very reassuring to see that because, you know, going back to your question, it was rock dead. No, it's alive. You just got to get out there. You know what yeah, I mean? And, awesome. and see that it's alive. So I want to see every major city have a festival like this. It's awesome. Yeah. I, we're glad to play Bunbury. It's great. Oh, yeah. And it's such a, a great setting, too. I think we're actually very... Uh, right by the river. Exactly. Yeah. We're, people should be jealous. Well, there's Forecastle in Louisville, too. You guys uh, think of playing that one? Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to get down there and hit that one. We are always booking. There you go. So speaking of which, how can people find you? Liftthemedium.com, you said? Liftthemedium.com, or you can Google Lift the Medium. You'll certainly find us right away on that first page. Uh, we're everything Pandora, Spotify. 513-317-2414. Yeah. <laughs> Send them lots of selfies. Yeah. But yeah, you can find us You can find us on the network easily, yeah. And all the social? Yeah. Yep. We're all on right. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that all good stuff. Yeah. And we're uh, plugging away at all of them. 4chan. No. <laughs> and so do you guys find you know, one social media platform more comfortable than the other? Because I know it's kind of a, the kids are on one thing and you know, guys our age are on another thing. Or is it, does someone else handle that? Literally like split up, um, delegate kind of different responsibilities. You know, like, hey, I'll take Facebook. You take Instagram, you take Twitter, you know what I mean? I like Instagram because it focuses on pictures and all that craziness. So. Yeah, video now, too. Seems the biggest platform now. Yeah, yeah. yeah Facebook's still, probably yeah. one of our bigger ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah probably because, of, you know, of a, of a certain age. So, like, like, how old are you guys? I mean, you're... 38. Yeah. All right. And still still plugging away. Rock keeps you young. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, you've seen Spinal you're Tap. As young as you feel, right? You've seen yeah. Spinal Tap, right? And they well, they asked they, go to 11. They, well they asked Eric they asked Eric at the end of the movie if he feels you know if it keeps him young and he says he feels like a preserved moose on stage. Yay! Is that uh, does it that do you guys feel like young on stage? Is that like oh uh, keeps? God, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It always brings yeah. you kind of back to home. You know what I mean? Like it's that moment of yeah, this makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, like the first time you grabbed a drumstick or threw a bass or, or a guitar on and you're like wow here I am and it's yeah. It's good for the cardiovascular and. Oh, yeah. it's great for the cardiovascular. <laughs> All right. He's a young mindset. That's what, I mean, that's what it is. You're only as young as you feel. Exactly, yeah. Great. Well, thanks, Lift the Medium, for talking to us today and uh, for being on the Cincy Shirts podcast. And uh, good luck. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So that was Lift the Medium, and that's their song number one. Coincidentally, the first song on their album. You can find them in Spotify and iTunes and wherever else you get your music. Nice blokes. We had a fun talking to them. So as for the rest of the festival, as I was saying, but, you know, festivals, of course, are always a nice little smorgasbord of, uh, of bands. You can discover a lot of uh, great new acts, and I probably only knew about maybe 
oh, a dozen of the bands going in, and probably only a couple of them really well. But uh, just going down the line, Chainsmokers, they headlined on Friday. A lot more EDM-y than we thought they were going to be, but they actually are two DJs, so it was much more of like a, a DJ set than you would imagine it being from some of their pop hits. Uh, let's see, Incubus rocked it. Young the Giant were fantastic. They were on Friday. They were the pre-headliner. Uh, they were over on the Sawyer Point side, and then they were followed on the other stage uh, by Chainsmokers. Foster the People were proper, even though people love that first album. Not too crazy about the second album, but they uh, they packed them in. Dropkick Murphys, of course. Uh, you, you gotta have a Dropkick Murphys there. A uh, bunch of drunk Irish guys. Uh, footnote, I am a drunk Irish guy. Well, I'm a quarter of a drunk Irish guy. Uh, but they were really great. But the other problem with that is people left them early to get a spot for Post Malone because... Post Malone was scheduled to start right when Dropkick Murphys finished, and then Jack White was scheduled to start right when Post Malone finished. So, let's see here. Third Eye Blind. Everybody dug Third Eye Blind. Uh, thought they sounded just as great as they did back in the day. Let's see. Fits in the Tantrums were excellent. Lecrae, excellent. Mr. Wives, who visually remind me of kind of a cross between B-52s, uh, D-Light, and Scissor Sisters, but sonically sound more like if Pan... Uh, what's their name? Uh, not... I someone said Panorama. Uh, uh, Paramore. God, I couldn't think of them. The band from Tennessee. If Paramore fell into a wormhole and wound up in the 80s, uh, you would have Mr. Wives. And uh, they were really great. Laney from Los Angeles. And actually, you know, a lot of these bands were either from originally from Ohio or Los Angeles. Um, uh, and a couple from New York City. I guess Mr. Wives in Arizona from the greater New York area. But Post. Uh, let me see. Young the Giant. Fitz. Laney. All from Los Angeles, off the top of my head. Foster the people from Cleveland. He now lives in Los Angeles. Anyway, so Laney were great. They had to have their set cut short, though, by a thunderstorm that rolled through. Let me see. Uh, everything everything sounded better than I thought they would. Uh, they, um, let me see. Uh, the Rex were excellent. They're also from Los Angeles. They come from other parts of the country. Uh, I talked to them on my podcast, PF's Tape Recorder. So if you want to listen to an interview with uh, those kids, you can uh, download that as well. And just rolling back through the list here, there was quite a few here. Um, yeah, everyone was was fabulous. And you know, if you're going to go to a to a festival and you're going to come to Cincinnati, well, there there you have it. Uh, you should come out next spring and uh, and see Bunbury. Uh, I think you really enjoy it. And uh, again, we talked to another band, Arizona is the name of this band. They are from New Jersey, and they'd never been to Cincinnati before. We're a little bummed they couldn't spend more time. But again, being at the festival, you know, there were food trucks and things, and I don't think, weirdly, anybody had any Cincinnati chili, uh, which is odd because there is a, a Cincinnati chili truck. Um, they're very friendly with us. We know them. Uh, we've uh, talked to them before at the Cincinnati Flea and stuff like that. Nice guys, father and son that run it. And uh, anyway, uh, but anyway, Arizona, we're very happy to be in Cincinnati. So uh, let's talk to those guys real quick. Oh, I can see the doubt in those eyes. Even though you try to hide it, there's not much to figure out. All right, so, so right, Zach, Zach, David, and Nate, did I memorize that correctly? Awesome. Yes, okay, let me get a little closer here. All right, so Arizona, not from Arizona, from New Jersey. Yes, oh, sir. yeah. That's correct. That's all originally from New Jersey? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Born and raised. Okay. So uh, influenced at all by the boss, Bon Jovi, and the New Jersey bands people would uh, would know? or? Uh, well, I mean, we always, we always pay homage to the boss and to okay. Bon Jovi, but... To be honest, Jersey, I think yeah. none of us can ever say that we were diehards of Bon Jovi or The Boss. Okay, yeah. I it's think just, it's it's more something you grew up with. You yeah, know? It's like you grew up knowing that so many great musicians have come out of New Jersey. You want to like and they've be always a part done their yeah they've always Frank. done their own thing. You know, <laughs> exactly. so like it's cool to be able to just be one of those guys that carves his own path from yeah. New Jersey. It feels nice. I it never took with me either, so I was just curious. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I kind of put you guys more like 
beach house maybe if for folks not familiar yeah yeah totally, okay, totally. Great. sounds pretty dope yeah that's yeah. a good way to describe it <laughs> um so but uh but it's a, still a unique sound from from those guys um who are your influences then I think it varies from like we kind of I guess yeah. the Arizona sounds kind of like all of our individual influences kind of merging yeah uh, like I've personally I'm like super into like guys like Jeff Buckley St. Okay. Vincent Ben Howard oh yeah a lot of that I mean, when we started Arizona like I was super into Haim Fantagram um some like Calvin Harris was like coming out with 18 months at the time like a lot of the electronic yeah left oh, yeah. stuff yeah I see I, I like have uh, like a, I have a deep love for like house music as well. Like I love, I love like the throwback type house stuff. But I, I also grew up listening to like a lot of like uh, Chicago and the Police and like yeah, a lot of the old '80s type stuff. You know, so like I love sort of the the cool scene in that decade. I feel like mirrored in this decade is a, is an attractive thing to me. It's always fun to hear bands' influences because then when you like hear what they say, it's like, oh, that makes sense. But then you, I wouldn't have guessed any of those, really. (laughs) So when it comes to writing songs, is like one someone bringing something that's fairly fully formed, or their ideas flying around? You guys rehearsing, or how's all the songs come together? It's all over the place. Uh, It's like therapy. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going through this, and then it's like, I just, it's usually Zach, and I usually just take notes because he talks in prose sometimes, and so it's just you got to catch it when you catch it. We just come together sometimes. We'll jam, you know. It's like there's no real problem. Process. I think sometimes we'll just be happy with making some 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 music first, and then we'll write to it later. Or sometimes, you know, we'll just get together and talk about what's been going on in our lives, and, and we'll just keep the keep the sentiments and try to form them into ideas. But it's all very natural. We've been friends for many many years before the band, so it's it's a nice process. So do things come together pretty quickly usually, or do sometimes you set aside ideas and come back to them, or how does that work? A bit of both. You know, there's been nights where we'll start an idea and finish it that same night. Uh, there's songs like "Are You" off our album Gallery. We wrote that. And was it January of 2014? Yeah, before the band. Yeah, yeah, didn't even pick it up again until like two years later. And yeah, I know a lot of bands like um, OMD did that with like Radio Waves. They was from a band they were in before, and they did it due to four albums later. So that's kind of interesting. So how do you like doing the festival things? Have you done a lot of these? This is our second year doing festivals. We did uh, probably about five or six last year. I personally love festivals. It's like my favorite. And this is our first one of the summer. So super stoked to be out here. Yeah, festivals are great. It's nice because people can, you know, uh, discover new music like you guys if they haven't heard you yet. It kind of feels like summer camp for bands. Oh, there you go. That's a good way to describe it. So have you guys been to Cincinnati before? No, no. We spent a lot of time in, like, Columbus, but this is our first time in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's beautiful, man. Like, that's the one thing we've noticed being here is that, like, the the, the people are nice. Like, everything is so clean. Like, it just feels like a really, really nice environment to come and, like, do this type of stuff. You know, I've never been here before, but it's, like, such a great place. Uh, I guess, unfortunately, you probably won't have much time to hang out because you'll probably on to your next gig. Yeah, we leave tomorrow morning. So, but we're here for the day, so we get to enjoy it at least. Well, if you ever come back, you have to you know try out the, the Cincinnati chili and all that other oh, stuff. Skyline. That we're all about that. Literally, Skyline everyone chili. today has been telling us about Skyline. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 colloquially called Skyline, but it's there's like ten places that make it. They're right. just the biggest. Um, okay. They weren't even the first. They just happened to be the biggest. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there's it might be a truck around that has. I don't know if one of the food trucks has it or not. Go hunting for but uh, yeah, we have chili. I told your road manager you're welcome to come over and get some shirts from Cincy Shirts. Uh, the stand is right above where you're playing on the river stage and we have a chilly shirt so you guys help yourselves we'll get some pictures with you there you go so uh, if you tra- you've traveled all over the country, when you're going out, you get pick up different influences of different like different things uh, and different other bands. You guys kind of have your set sound, and I think there's always something to inspire you, especially when you're on the road. Like you always find a new artist, or even like I think for us, like not even all our music or inspiration comes from music or sonics, particularly. Like we've been inspired by movies, we've been inspired oh. by landscapes. Yeah, 
Yeah, whatever works. I mean, I think that sometimes as well, it's it's worth noting that like when you go out as like a direct support act to bands, like you spend a lot of time with those with those oh, guys, yeah. and like they might be they might be different. They, their processes <laughs> might be different. Their, their music might be different. But like getting to know those bands who have more experience than you and 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 whatnot, like that's always really inspiring for not just making music, but also how you play your shows and. You learn a lot from the people around you if, if you let yourself, which is which is cool. So we've been trying to do a lot of that this year. So what's the, the, the best way to get music out to the people besides coming out live? Like a festival is a great place because, like I said, people can sample all kinds of different kind of music. But you know, these days, you know, radio is difficult. It isn't really the big thing it was anymore. You know, streaming sometimes only leads you to things that you just like. So people might not discover you because they might not know they like music that Arizona makes. Right. I think we kind of hit streaming at the sweet spot where it was still like a very new thing. So we were able to like just blast our music out to like bloggers and playlisters and just they kind of put it all out there for us. And before we knew it, it was like blowing up. Yeah. And so uh, you said you're gonna get together for a couple of years. I mean, we've been friends for like. Yes. Some. Of, I mean, we have a big crew. So I think like on on tour we have like eight eight or nine guys. Soon to be twelve on this tour coming up with Panic. We're, we're going on. Uh, big arena tour with panic this this summer which is going to be very very fun it's our first time being in a bus so we have like more room for more people so there's like 12 guys but like all of those people in our in our tour crew have been friends with us outside of that for many years i mean ranging from like two three years to like 10 13 14 years so like we um we use that as a, as a great way to to sort of have our workplace be fun and and always inspiring and, and it's never it's never terrible because like you're with your best friends and you just happen to sort of give them opportunities to come on the road with you and then you just share the experiences together so it's nice so is there like a, a dream gig you guys would want to do be it a you know a, like a the writing festival in england or maybe scoring a movie or doing a make doing a broadway show anything like that two. top gun 2 you make a top you make a top gun 2 i want to be in it i'm going to keep the mustache and we're going to do the soundtrack it's going to be lit i don't know about you guys uh there's this venue in new jersey called the starland ballroom what's my first show there so it's a very special place in my heart, and it's my dream to sell out that room. Okay. I just want to do, like, branded cookware, because it would just be so left field. Oh, yeah. Gonna, yeah, exactly. do you guys have, like, other interests outside of music? Because, you know, like, the, oh, the, yeah. what was the guy, the, I think it was the drummer in Phantom Planet, was actually an actor, and he left yeah. to do acting. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have anything like that, or is it it's music, and if the other stuff happens, well, that's fine? I don't know. Oh. I think we all have things we love, like... So much stuff. I like writing, and you're, like, writing stories, I'm a huge storyteller... We all love cooking. Yeah, we love to cook. Cooking's a big one. Um, well, then you're, you're properly in the right town, then. You'll have to come back and yeah. try Because it isn't just uh, chili that they're famous for. There's Because um, I'm from Cleveland originally. I a lot about this uh, barbecue here and the ribs. Yeah. Yeah, Eli's is here, and Eli's is proper. And they are where are they at? I think they're over on the other side of the tunnel. So, yeah, yeah. could you check out some Eli's? And uh, our friends at uh, Island Noodles, they're good. They're, they're friends. They, they trade shirts for food with us sometimes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But they're, uh, it's, and it's quick, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely try the barbecue. And uh, we also have something that's called it's called Geta. It's like a, a mixture of sausage and, I don't know, it's a Cincinnati thing. I'm from yeah. Cleveland. So. Sounds, sounds, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sounds like Geta. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, it's interesting, too, how many you know musicians are, like, painters and, and things like that. Do you guys have any other, like, hobbies like that? I mean, I, I always thought about getting into acting at some point. Um, very, 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 very distant in my mind, but I always liked the idea. Uh, but we always, we always kind of went back and forth between stuff. Like when when Dave was in Boston, like he was doing a lot of stuff that I kind of wanted to do as well, like film and and you know we do all of our own music videos and our own content. So like, oh, cool. Creating visually is nice as well. 
Well, it's nice having that control, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, it helps. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. it's like a byproduct of being able to do more than music. It's like when you have when you have all those things that you can do, it's nice because it's like more creative outlets, but it also means that you have more control over the the entire product of what your brand is. So it's 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 a double-edged sword. Even, okay. even down to like Nate Sauter's own cables. Like, that's how deep it goes for yeah. us, you know? Yeah, like, my favorite band is OMD, and uh, they used to have to make their own equipment. The, Paul made the, his own, the, the drum pads and all that other stuff. He had to build all because they were poor. They didn't yeah. have any money, so they had, they had to build all that, that stuff. very familiar to how our <laughs> prep goes and how our process is, yeah. So, big sports fans? You know, I'm big into basketball. Like, I just loved basketball growing up, getting back into it now, watching the finals. Or Cavs. No, Golden State, uh, <laughs> I'm actually a Spurs guy. Spurs. Oh yeah, my brother-in-law lives there. I'm. I'm not mad at the Spurs. So I'm just honestly, I'm just hoping for a good series. True. True. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and oh, one of the uh, question when you're traveling the country, uh, I mean, is it good to spend some time in other cities? Cause I usually interview comedians, and they all get you know they get three or four days in a town. Yeah. But when you're going from town to town as a band, you're only there. You don't really get to spend much time in a town, yeah, do you? It varies. There's you know. Sometimes we're fortunate enough to have like a day off or even like a few hours we can hang out afterwards. And there's nights where you literally roll into roll into the venue, unload, sound check, play the show, pack up, go to the next city. Yeah. And all you know of that city is like the venue you were in. And to give you an idea of, that, we are actually on the riverfront. I think I heard one of the tugboats give a blast on the river there, which yeah. we heard yesterday. But um, yeah. So how you liking Bunbury? I mean, it's a it's a nice gig, isn't it? Yeah, this is dope. Like right off the river, good weather today. Well, a lot of our friends here, like Andrew McMahon here, and like we just uh, we were on tour with him like this time last year. So good to see a lot of those guys. This is a good way to kick the summer off. You know, it's yeah. like this is our first festival. It's such a beautiful city. We've been we've been working so hard on this album and some of the singles. Like we have some singles coming out like really really shortly actually, and and, and we're gonna start releasing new music now. So now we can kind of put that more on autopilot and get back out into the world before this this tour with Panic and um, and some other tours coming up after the summer. But like this particular way to do it, I think is nice. It's like a great first you know intro back into getting on the road and doing festivals. And people can find your music in all the usual places, right? Your Spotify's, your Pandora's, your That's iTunes. It. That's it. All up there. All right, great man. So um, any any other big plans? I know you got the so you got the tour with Panic coming up and going to be releasing new music. And uh, so I guess we'll say in the meantime, everybody just go look for Arizona. Yeah. All right, great. Well, thanks for doing this, fellas. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Don't forget to come by and get your get your T-shirts. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you. Yeah, thanks. This time, but I want you to know that I was wrong. I know, I know. I just wanna say that I was wrong. I know, I know. I want you to know that I was wrong. I know. I know. Arizona, of course, not from Arizona, but from New Jersey. Uh, fun talking to those guys, really nice guys. We tried to get them to stop by the t-shirt booth, uh, but they ran out of time, I guess. They're kind of on a tight schedule, I guess, when you're doing uh, a festival. Uh, I think they're uh, up in Cleveland, actually, this week. So if you're in Cleveland listening, check them out. They're going to be there, I think, Saturday night, along with Fitz and uh, some other people that were here at Bunbury. So check that out. By the way, that was uh, their song number one. No, that was the medium song was number one. I Was Wrong was a tune you are just listening to coming out of the Arizona interview. Number one remixed by Robin Schulz. Thought I'd give that a go. Robin Schulz had a great tune called Sugar uh, with Francisco Yates out a couple of years ago. Love that track. That was my favorite song of the year for 2015, I think it was. What a tune. 
All right, so check out Arizona, too, in Spotify, iTunes, on and on, wherever you get your music. And uh, I guess that is going to do it for us today. Remember, the code is BUNBERRY. And uh, actually, Darren gave it to you at the front of the episode, so hopefully you stayed with us through the rest of the episode and didn't bail out and go get your T-shirt, uh, your 20% off T-shirt code there. But yeah, Bunbury, it'll work on CincyShirts.com as well as OldSchoolShirts.com. I, I think it works in stores because uh, one of our store managers asked who chose the one naked, and that was Scott Sloan a couple episodes ago. And so I reckon someone tried to use it in one of the stores. Speaking of which, we are in Over the Rhine in Cincinnati uh, at the corner of 12th and Main there in OTR. We're just a block from the streetcar stop there. Let me see. We are also in Hyde Park, uh, just a block from the square corner of Edwards and Observatory. We are going to be in Loveland now. It looks like we are allowed to move in in the middle of June. Again, we will keep you posted, certainly. All the social sites. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on and on and on. Uh, Other than that, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye